Episode 170 to load a catch. King James gets an IPA. Xbox Live AI. Warframe switches it up. Another possible Skyrim port? And beer. 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 Which plant seed should this bullet poop? Ferns. Ferns. Him, 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 him. The manhood flying out of my mouth. <laughs> Reach in at your own risk. This, this is the loaded couch. All right, guys, we're back. Episode 170 of The Loaded Couch. Um, it. Filling in this week as your host, I am the fabulous, the jaded, one-sided Microsoft fanboy, Celtic Fox. And I am the only one who thinks black is a color in the rainbow pigeon peg leg. All right, so we're going to we're gonna squeeze this in. Uh, Scotchy's actually in flight, I think, right now. Uh, Scotch Hound will be back next week as that fabulous voice that everybody loves to hear. I don't miss them. <laughs> you know you miss them. Uh, but let's start it out with some beer mash. Let's talk about what we're drinking. I'm just drinking coffee, but Pigeon, what are you drinking? I'm drinking the Pyramid Hefeweizen from Pyramid Brewing Company. It's a Hefeweizen from Seattle, Washington. It's gold in color, and it's 5.2% alcohol. Are you surprised? I am. I was really expecting the Brewerji there because um, oh, you, no, you said you were going to... You said you were going to try something unique and different for once, so I, I thought. Yeah, I thought no, I am. <laughs> I am going to go with the Brewerji uh, beers, but um, I wasn't sure if I was going to like this beer. I know I like the Brewerjis, so that's why we'll end you, it on. You a think Scotchy's in flight, drinking something a little heavier than five point two percent, or in flight? No, he's not drinking in flight. Uh, you don't think uh, the, nah. the wife would allow that, or no? <laughs> His wife might do a little dewarts if it's on yeah, right. The she yeah. gets off the plane staggering. Um, yeah. <laughs> Jonas, go chase an airplane. Get the luggage. <laughs> I'm gonna kiss your your dad. All right, on to the beer talk. Uh, the Bear Bottle Brewing Company is trolling the former Cleveland Cavalier superstar King LeBron James with its latest beer release Who's on Instagram. Los Angeles Laker. A Laker that for some absurd amount too isn't it like 154 million or something? It's like uh, four years for a hundred and I'll I'll look it up. I'll look it up. Yeah, I mean I make that, so it's not really that big. Of yeah, a it's it's nothing. Yeah. All right. On Instagram, Bear Bottle Brewing Company revealed that it named its new IPA LeBron Tears, following the Golden State Warriors sweep of the Cavs in the NBA Finals. This is like um. I'm thinking, isn't this like that Philly tears or something that Dallas did or vice versa? Yeah, uh, Brady is like Brady's tears or something. Yeah. All right. The, the description reads, little known fact, KD, Steph, and Clay take opposing teams' hopes and dreams and turn them into soul-crushing three-pointers. We took the tears the from Sir James' game one loss and distilled them into a hazy IPA just for you. We also decided that tears pair well with mosaic hops. Sad. Now, there's a picture of him in a cantaloupe, which I'm guessing it's some kind of cantaloupe. The The little picture is hysterical because it's like a bobblehead. It almost looks it, like a little bobblehead figurine. Yeah, but you know what it looks like? You, are you familiar with NBA players? Oh, very, very little. It looks like Draymond Green. Remember okay. that picture of him? It's like when he's like yelling and he spits. Yes. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I kind of remember, but no, it's, it's hysterical. But uh, I guess it's a good way to get marketing and, you know, get attention. How long before, to your... uh, before they drop the uh, lawsuit, like Jean-Claude. The Jean-Claude, not the not Jean-Claude. <laughs> the, yeah. um, they're going to have to change it. Fam. Yeah, not that, uh, not that King James is what the the IPA. Or let's just say like the the King's tier or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think they're just gonna, you know, bad publicity is good publicity, right? Yeah, they did say that this that these people, uh, this company is located in like uh, Oakland or something like that. Mm. Yeah, that's why that's why they're doing it because the you know the Cavs essentially lost. Okay. The championship so, obviously we're you know a couple weeks late, but. Before we take a a quick little uh, hop over to the game talk, 
while we were talking about publicity, did you see the new uh, IHOP commercial? No, I didn't. Before you get into that, um, if everyone wants to know how much Kelk makes, he on his contract, Kelk's making four years at $154 million, which is, if I do my math right, like a gajillion dollars a year. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so IHOP commercial? No, I haven't seen that. What? So there's a new IHOP commercial out, and uh, my wife and I saw it tonight. So it turns out IHOP, the I uh, drop the P, add the B. Mm-hmm. Uh, they said in the commercial it was just a trick, and we got you. They said it was just to hype up their burgers because I guess they, more or less, the commercial stated. Oh, I knew it wasn't going to be permanent. Yeah, and it was like a. They had like this video of a, a pancake pile with candles on it and all this, and it was like we we tricked you. It was more or less just to to hype up our burgers. And so, so I read an article where somebody taste tested it and. They said it was actually really good. <laughs> yeah, so it, it was better than some of the places that were uh, that they weren't like they were competing against. Man, like Burger King's, like, oh, your burger, like, why are you doing this? You're so lame. And yeah, well, and, it, it, and, and the logo was back to IHOP and not the B. So it was like, you know, we played. Yeah, I think you. only on Twitter, right? Only on like the Twitter and their social media and stuff. It was IHOP. Like none uh, of the stores changed it. Okay. Okay. But yeah, it's it was funny. It was, yeah, you I, wouldn't know because the closest IHOP for you was like fifty-five miles away. Yeah, but they basically said we pranked you in the commercial, and uh, yeah, I remember when they first did it too. Uh, there was a tweet from Wendy's, and they said um, somebody said something to Wendy's, and Wendy's replied and said, "We're not afraid of somebody who couldn't get. We're not afraid of burgers from somebody who couldn't do their pancakes right or something like that." Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, like a total jackpot. I think, I think then, like, and then like the other fast food places were like, uh, you know, our pancakes are better anyway, or something with our burgers <laughs> or something. How about those McDonald's silver dollar pancakes? Have you ever? Did you ever have those? I don't. I never get that. You never had the I McDonald's love, breakfast back in the day? No, I never used to get the platters. I I like the McGriddles, man. Oh, McGriddles. Until I found out they weren't healthy for you. Oh, they're really not good for you at all, but they're so delicious. What? Actually, they're less calories than they're like biscuits and sausage. Mm. <laughs> if you can find that believable, it is. All right. Typically, we would take a break real quick and get refills and stuff like that. But since we uh, had a short little first segment, I'm going to jump in here and promote us a little bit. If you want to get in touch with us, you can reach us on Twitter at The Loaded Couch. You can also send emails to at The Loaded Couch on uh, gmail.com. You can also visit us on our website, www.theloadedcouch.com. And one last promotion here for less than a cup of coffee a month. Head on over to patreon.com forward slash the loaded couch and uh, check us out. Read some of the tiers. See if there's something there that you like. Maybe throw us $2, $4, $8, whatever you want. Um, And then we'll answer some questions for you here. Calc, not to put you on the spot, but how's those uh, comic strips coming along? I'll I'll draw you a comic strip, considering you're the only supporter of it out of our uh, capacity. Yeah, um, well, I I just you know I want to keep it true to our Patreon customers. You know, yeah. I'm a paying Patreon customer. I'll have to draw you something special so you can frame it. But that'd on we go. That'd, uh, that'd be that show that we're talking about. Yeah. Let's let's talk talk games. Games. I'm not gonna leave. Get a refill real soon. <laughs> <laughs> did you did you start pounding it that quick? <laughs> yeah, it's it's light, dude. Like I'm nervous. Like someone's gonna walk in. So I'm trying to drink it real fast. <laughs> you're like my mom just walked in twice already. You're like hiding the corner. Uh, she she was just checking to see if Scotchy was on the show, wasn't? Yeah, she? the Mrs. the Mrs. Scotchy on scene. Mom, she's, he's married. <laughs> James, is he on? Is he on? He doesn't have his beard. He's in Iceland. Let me hear the voice at least, Jimmy. I want to see him do the Iceland clap. <laughs> All right, games. Uh, we had a we had a pretty uh, simple, I think, week of gaming. Uh, we didn't yeah. play. At least I didn't play much. I don't know what you got to squeeze in, but go ahead and I'm tell. I'm trying it. to think of what I played. I th- oh, okay, that's what I also played. Uh, we'll talk about the one we both played, but. Uh, I played Super Mega Baseball too. Okay, you um, went back to that. Okay. Yeah, I'm going back. I want to. I want to finish the season. And I saw Scotch. He has 500 hits already in like a week after the game was out. He he must be letting his count out to people because <laughs> I've been I've been playing a season and I had my uh, 
my nephew coming. He loved he loved that game. Yeah. He just loved it. And he was just playing the crap out of it. And I'm still like 65% complete of the 500 hits. Oh wow. So I'm like, I'm like, how does Scotty do it? <laughs> well, is he, he's is he playing on a lower ego than you do? Is that what maybe it's easier? I, I think he was, but but still, I mean, at a point when you're winning like 25 to nothing, it gets a little like, okay, let's make this, let's amp it up a little bit, unless he's just trying to get like all the chivos and well, think, I mean, think about it too. Like typically a baseball game is anywhere from like what 10 to 15 hits total in a game. In a real right? game, yeah. In a real game. So this I mean when you're racking up like 25 in an inning. Uh, okay. Well, like low, I'm at like 50, and I noticed that like I bumped it up to like almost 60, and I was just like losing by the eighth inning. I'm like, I can't lose. I gotta put it down back to 50. And I came back and won and got a Chivo for it. Okay, I'm like crunching the numbers here, thinking like there's no way he already played 30 to 50 games. He just... might have like he didn't he didn't play season. He was playing a lot of exhibition games. I know that. Hmm. He's trying to he's, he's trying to play it off like he knows sports. He don't know sports. All right, so what's the other game that we both played that has become our new digital why don't crack? You, why don't you talk? Yeah, we'll talk about you know get that in a minute. Why don't you talk about the other game that you played, and then we'll both okay. For that. I'll summarize real quick my the notorious game that I always try to talk quickly about. Uh, did see a thieves uh, real quick? I fired it up because the new Bilge Rat Adventures is did, uh, oh we did it two weeks ago. I didn't play it this week. Yeah, we did the boom barrels, the exploding skeletons. We talked oh, about they were that. annoying. Yeah, um, they're they're, they're gonna now? no, they're not gone. So the way Rare has worked it is pretty much every every new adventure and every new mechanic that they bring in for the timed events remains in the game from that point forward. It's just they either uh, they tweak it a little bit. So I, like I know during the skeletons that explode, they said they turned up the occurrences. So maybe they returned it back to like I hope so because I wonder if a lot of fans were like. It's just too much. As someone who's not like a diehard fan like you and Scotchy, mm-hmm. like if I got into that game and then like I understand the game and what you got to do and stuff. And yeah. yeah, I'll jump in it here and there with you guys. I know I troll you guys saying like I'll never play it because of so and so. But <laughs> if I played like if I knew like that's the game and that's the frequency of those things. It's annoying because we, I, I don't know about you, I died like 700 times. Yeah, it, it was, it was so a, little, annoying. a little much, but I liked it for the two week run to try and do the combos to like chain the explosions and stuff like that. That's cool. And you get the doubloons. But now that it's back to normal, I hope it's like maybe Did every. Did you notice any a difference or? I, I didn't. So I'll talk real quick. So the new stuff that they had is called the mermaid. It's like the promote underwater exploration and it's these mermaid statues so i hopped in real quick because i wanted to see some of the um you know little subtle changes supposedly when you load the game now instead of the standard image of your character holding the beer mug there's supposedly like nine or 12 different character poses that they do now so they, okay. they said they like change the animation or can you do it yourself it's i think it's totally randomized uh, so you'll see like your character in a different pose or doing something funny, you know, when you load into that screen, which is pretty cool. It's a neat little flavor. Um, but yeah, the the new two week objectives are to promote underwater exploration. And there's these they call them the mermaid statues that they're they're cursed. So you they have this part's cool because this I actually wrote to them on Twitter, I think, or on Reddit saying with their thrones. The thrones were placed strategically, and the minute that that the patch went live, I'd say within two hours, people had a post up with every location of where the thrones were. How's that even possible? Oh, how? I don't know, but people, somebody figured it out, recorded every spot, and they were sharing it on Reddit, and within two, three hours, you had a list of all the places to go and where to find them. And I had said, like, Something like that was cool, but why not randomize it in some form? Like what, make for, it like procedures generated for each like server or something. Yeah, or just like say, okay, here's a small throne. Uh, it can go to these five possible islands and these f- five possible spots, and then apply that method over the you know the ten total chairs, because then at least it keeps people guessing a little bit. Well, they they did it with the the mermaid statues, so supposedly. Okay. These mermaid statues can appear pretty much 
anywhere in the game. So they, they took your advice. They signed you to a four-year, $154 million contract. Now, Exactly. There's where the money comes from. Uh, <laughs> so they, they, t- they took, um, you know, or they just went with that idea, which is really nice because I've been hearing, you know, seeing people say like, hey, you know, I found it here, found it there. It, it seems like they can appear anywhere from shallow water. Like you can literally find them sticking up halfway out of the water on the beach all the way down to, I don't know if you ever went underwater pretty deep on an island, but sometimes the the beach can go down two or three tiers to like a pretty deep spot. Uh, I found one of them down there. So the, the one I found was down pretty deep. Like, is there riddles to like, hey, go to like this quadrant? It could be in here somewhere yeah. or you, it's random. It's totally random. You just. Ugh. So the thing I did notice and I, I found it a little difficult to hear uh, as I was sailing my ship around, I started to hear some creepy music. So, okay. and, so there's and, like something subtle like that. Yeah, there's like the like the sirens call, I guess you would say. So there is some sort of audio uh, indicator. And when you go underwater, the closer you get, you can like hear the creepy music and stuff. And uh, <laughs> uh, so to wrap it up, finally, too, there's I guess there's color coded crystals in the different statues and. They have different difficulties. Like some of them you can kill by yourself and some require a maximum of four players. So the nice okay. part about that is they abandoned the mandatory co-op like they did with the thrones. The thrones to get the large throne, you had to be yourself plus somebody else from another boat. So it meant you had to go out and find people, which was dumb. Why do they? <sighs> well, they wanted to encourage, you know, co-op and, you know, talk. Yeah, but maybe like co-op on your own team not so that's what they did with this so they mac they they set the the rule at the the difficult ones would be four player which can all be on the same boat so you could have a galleon of four people find the ruby the ruby statue which uh has the red crystals in it and it would require all four of you to try and blow it up or you know destroy it in some manner um but yeah it's it's pretty cool it's neat because there is a lot of really cool time and effort that went into designing the world like underneath the water so it's cool that they're like pushing people to dive and explore stuff um but the other game we played was warframe so why don't you talk about that our digital crack yeah so we like playing it the end (laughs) (laughs) no it's I don't know. I mean, it, there's just something about it. It just makes you want to keep going. There is just so much currency, different type of current. There's so much to do. There's a lot of meta. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, they did like auto install for like the best quality stuff you can get, which mm-hmm. I hope they do that for Division 2. Yes. Do you, there's do, like you an auto. do you think they, so like you just hinted there, it's got a lot of, a lot of meta and a lot of micromanaging of things, but do you think that's overshadowed in a good way by how quick it plays in the shooting and how quick it is to get through a level because you don't really hear a lot about it you know i I know there's the it's like i'm about to play warframe like what do i do and there's like there's certain steps you could take to make sure you're maximizing your i don't know the ease of play Mm because I guess the, sh- the less stress because otherwise you're thinking about like, what am I going to do? Am I going to do this, that, that essentially what we did was I, I liked it at first, you know, we, when we played it, I was skeptical, you know, mm-hmm. cause I was, I was coming off destiny one. Yeah. And yep. I mean, it was good. It was a good game. I wanted to play it some more and then we just left it by itself. We, we, then we came back to it and there's just so much more that you can do, but I'm glad what we did is we didn't like read into everything we just picked our characters and just rolled with it and and we're getting to a point where it's like okay we're a little confused of what to do let's let's look up something but not spoil everything yeah i think we uh, you nailed it where we didn't we didn't read into it to where we overhyped ourselves or or sold ourselves on something that it wasn't we kind of just picked it up and said let's wing it and see you know what hooks us and yeah I actually really like the melee component to it. Um, I think, and I, I mean, you can correct yeah, me if I'm you wrong. Just, you just spam it. I think the shooting is pretty spot on. The yeah, shooting is mechanic good. is pretty damn good. Yeah, it is pretty good. And, you know, for people listening, if you might not know of this game, uh, Warframe, it's a free to play. It's You can go out there, download it. 
and, and I don't have a problem spending real money in the game either. Yeah, yeah, it's it. I got to look at the different levels. It's like if the, they sold this game for sixty bucks, it's still worth it. Yeah, I was gonna say there's quite. I mean, granted, it's been out there for five years now in development and most field PC. Yeah, yeah, being updated constantly. But yeah, I mean, I, I would look and see if there's a you know like a thirty dollar platinum you know bundle or something that I could get. I would. I definitely could see contributing some form of money but yeah it's it's a nice mix it's it's got a lot of that shooter mechanic that we love in the division and some of the the meta it's got the i I would say the aesthetic and the feel of like a destiny so yeah Yeah, it's pretty cool i was skeptical at first but yeah it's it's really good um and i was reading a couple posts uh that it it definitely ramps up it's gonna get more difficult um, because we were do, we were we're trying to do the bare minimum like checklist items to get to the other planets to open them up, and then we were just exploring the map, mm-hmm. and there's just uh, like hundreds of missions, yeah, to uh, do on like several planets. It's just crazy. And we got to uh, for people that do play it and yes, hear I this. Think. Yeah, people that play it and hear this are probably going to chuckle because it's probably like literally the first things you do. But we we cleared out Earth enough to where we got to that Venus junction, like it said, and we did the four mission checkpoints and we got to fight, I guess, our first boss, which is pretty cool. It was like that spider thing. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, So that that was exciting because once I started to see that, oh, wow, this, you know, the game actually has some bosses that go along with the campaign and the story. And it, it reminded me very much of the uh, the tanks from Destiny. What are they called? The ones where you shoot the knees? Uh, walkers? Oh, the walkers, yeah. I think. Yeah. So very, very similar. It's it's like Destiny in many ways, but yeah. But I still I, I would still take Destiny shooter shooting over this. Yeah. But where would you rank this with the division though, as far as the shooter? I'd say it's pretty, um, pretty damn tied. Uh, close, you yeah, know, like tied. I, I, yeah. I'm, well, I think the vision, the division shooting mechanic is still a little tighter. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, yeah, it's, it's, it, it's not like some sloppy, put together shooting game. It's, yeah. it's a good game. Yeah. I mean, we could talk ad nauseum about it, but just go download. It's free. For goodness sakes. All right, on to Sony news. When Shuhei Yoshida was asked about Sony finding success with its large single-player games as the industry trends towards multiplayer, he admitted that he wished the platform holder was more successful on the multiplayer side as well. Yoshida-san went on to say that part of the reason Sony produces the type of games that it does is simply down to the talents of the studios it holds. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Um... Wasn't um, who did God of War again? Uh, Sony Santa Monica, right? Yeah. Um, I did read there. There was some articles going around about you know, yeah, Sony has just these top level studios that they own and make the games for them. And somebody had said like, I think before God of War, Sony Santa Monica like struggled really bad for a while. Like they were not like this elite studio to make the you know the God of War that we know now. So, yeah, I think it takes time. I think some of these studios need to. It's going to be interesting to see some of the uh, the smaller studios. Uh, Santa Monica did your favorite game too. Which one? The Order eighteen eighty six. Sony Santa Monica. They did that. Yeah, I'm looking at the games they made, or maybe they worked on with th- others. They- they had to have helped. I don't think Santa Monica did they the did, order. They did Twisted Metal Black. Twisted Metal, there you um, go. They did, you know, the God of War games. Um, I'm looking at all the other games. Yeah. So of I, Twisted Metal. I, I of think God it, of Wars, it, yeah. it's going to be interesting to see, like, uh, on the, at least on the Microsoft side, some of these smaller studios that now have the big budget, like Ninja Theory. I'm surprised Sony never bought them. That's yeah. That's very interesting there. But he said, this is the area in which our studios have a chance to push this art forward and that the worldwide studios team must ultimately follow their hearts when creating games. Sony is, of course, capable of producing good multiplayer titles in which I would uh, differ 
<laughs> the Last of Us, the Uncharted series, also SOCOM, Warhawk, and to a lesser degree, Mag. Um, now, a couple comments. Ready at Dawn is the one that made Order 1886, so that's okay. my fault. There you go. Um, what was your favorite? Have you played like a multiplayer game that really sticks <laughs> with you from Sony? Or um, No, but I do want to say that I think Mag was ahead of its time. I never got to play that. I never played it, but it, it was like, it's like Battlefield. Like, it's like a 64 on 64 type game. Okay. Okay. Um, service, whatever. Catching up. Um, I didn't, I don't, I don't play multiplayer games on Sony. I'm sorry. Like, the only multiplayer game that I played with Scotchhound was Steep so far. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess everything's just... on Xbox because that's where my friends are. I mean, it might be different if I had friends. Yeah. I mean, it just may be that. Yeah, I mean, they're admitting it here. It's not really their wheelhouse, but I did. I never owned SOCOM, but I, I did play it a couple times at a friend. That's like a game like you and Scotch, I think, will like. Yeah, and I think um, it's probably safe to say this, and I mean, Sony uh, listeners out there can tweet me and let me know. Otherwise, I think SOCOM was pretty much the hitting the nail on the head with uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands. Was probably yeah, very like similar yeah. to like a SOCOM. So, yeah, I think so. It yeah, was more I, like Navy SEALs type people. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, I would say, hey, Sony, get, you know, get back on the SOCOM. Maybe try to use that as the your stepping stone to get into the multiplayer arena a little bit more, you know, established. It's a game, yeah, it's a good IP that they have. I mean, they're doing. They're doing the single player stuff. I'm surprised they're not pushing even further for more stuff like like Siphon Filter or SOCOM or like other franchises that were like a pillar for PlayStation 2. Yeah. Just bring that back. I mean, it'll sell like gangbusters. I don't know about the multiplayer titles. I can't really name them. Maybe Twisted Metal. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Possibly. I don't know. More it's more third party stuff, I guess. All right, let me see what else we got here. So on the Microsoft news. Excuse me. Some internal documents have shown that Microsoft plans to turn Xbox One into a platform for mods and for developers who want to allow mods in the games. Developers have to set up their own system and services to bring the mods to the Xbox One. Halo 5 Forge, Fallout 4, and Skyrim Special Edition are a few prominent games that have their own modding systems built by their respective studios. I was going to say, Bethesda seems to be pretty pretty receptive and open to this idea. Um, yeah, it's pretty much like an, like an open market like uh, to sell your stuff. Like I don't know how the financials work. Like If, if I mod it... I don't know if I mod at you into Skyrim. Do mm -hmm. I like does Bethesda get a portion of that and Xbox gets a portion? Yeah, I'm curious. I, I don't know how the, the percentage cuts and all that stuff go, but have you ever seen I just saw a post recently. Have you seen some of these mods that you can apply? Like I saw a mod photo of Skyrim that made it look like a completely different game, but like in a very good way. Like if you if you're after that ultra realistic look. Oh yeah, I mean, they do updated graphic mods, man. Yeah, yes. for GTA Four, like they took that game engine, like flipped it on its head, and made it like even more realistic. Mm -hmm. I mean, at the time too, even for GTA Five, it's and I, crazy. I tried it. I didn't get far, but I tried it a little in Fallout Four. There was the mod shop that you could go, and supposedly, when you go into the editor or the options for the game, and you start applying the mods there's a there's a certain pecking order that you have to set the mod up because if you if you put it if you just throw it all in there in a a not systematic way you can really hurt this the game like you can make it crash or cause problems for the engine but supposedly based on what order you put these certain mods in you can configure it to make it run really good and look really good and the one skyrim photo i saw the guy said you had to go in and disable, you had to like disable two settings and then put his list of like 15 different mods in a certain order. Oh and, my it, gosh. and it made it look super realistic. And he said he's got it to a very stable 30 frames per second looking like that. How do these people not get hired? I don't <laughs> understand. 
Yeah, so that's pretty damn impressive, I would say, based on just the still image I saw. If you could play that game at 30 frames per second, that's that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Anyways, expected to arrive later this summer, the new Xbox community content platform is a new infrastructure built for developers to help support user-generated content, also UGC, or mods within their games. Microsoft... You know know that UGC was user-generated content? I did not, no, no. Because you you told me about GUI. The GUI, graphical user interface, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Microsoft noted Minecraft's partner program and community marketplace as an example of how mods have improved the game. Yeah, that after they went to the Xbox Live Minecraft, that's when all the mods came about, and you can play a whole bunch of different mods and games and like different modes and stuff, which is cool. Yeah, there, there's a game we kind of forgot all about. And, oh, yeah. Speaking of which, they had their two updates. Now you can do crossplay now with everybody except mm-hmm. PlayStation. Like, and they, they also I can play like, on my phone, and someone can play on a Switch, and then someone can play on the Xbox, which is crazy. And they also have that like was the Aqua update was the big one. Yeah, Aquatic. Yeah, underwater zombies and a whole bunch of stuff. <sighs> this damn! All of a sudden, the kids are playing this game called Fortnite. I don't. I never heard of it, but we need to get we need to make Minecraft popular again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The US Patent and Trademark Office published a patent application filed by Microsoft that describes a method of cheat detection for games on a platform level using machine learning. The idea is to bring cheat detection outside the game itself, given platforms like Xbox Live and PlayStation Network can't detect any wrongdoings within the game to do this microsoft proposes using artificial intelligence big brother's watching man fast start now this yeah so now it's almost like uh, microsoft's acquiring skynet so Mm. a platform that hosts third-party games may not be able to detect cheating that occurs in the third-party game even where achievements in third-party games are managed at the platform level the patent states when the third-party game notifies the game platform of the improperly awarded achievement, the game platform may award the player an item in response to the achievement, thereby rewarding the cheating behavior. <laughs> Middle finger emoji. <laughs> uh, did you? I heard something about uh, recently. Somebody hacked the uh, hacked Nintendo. I think it was the Switch. Yes, get, Splatoon 2 leaderboards. Yes, the Splatoon leaderboards, right? Just was that like kind of as a middle finger to, to Nintendo or what was no, that? No, no, it was more like, hey, Nintendo, you're still vulnerable. Like, okay, okay. But I can do it on there. was like, please fix hacking or something like that. <laughs> like each one, it was like the top five. It's like, Nintendo, please fix the hacking. <laughs> it was it, not, not those words, but it's something to the, along those lines. Yeah, like, you know, you still have a loophole. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, one last quick thing on Xbox or Microsoft news here. Uh, Game Pass continues to improve, I guess you could say, uh, for people that might not be aware. You got Helps Avatar is now on Game Pass. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if we talked about it past episodes, but The Division is now a Game Pass game. Uh, Warhammer Vermintide 2 is now out. And as of recent, Rocket League is now on Game Pass. Uh, yeah. I could I could only imagine like that game must be getting a whole new fresh batch of people that are getting addicted to it. Although it was only like a fifteen dollar game, wasn't it? Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't much, but mm. I don't know. And real you quick before you uh, I was gonna say yeah. go ahead. No, uh, no, 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 you don't you don't hear you don't hear about this game that much anymore. I mean it was like gangbusters like Fortnite and now it's just like Dude, I, I honestly think Fortnite has killed many games. Like I think it's so addictive. My brother came up to me the other day and said, hey, you want to help me get this Fortnite game on? Because everybody's talking about it. And I heard you guys talk about it on the podcast. So I want to check it out. Ugh. So, <laughs> yeah, it's um, Vermintide 2. Did, do you have um, me and my son actually watched some gameplay of it tonight and I installed it. I didn't get to try it yet. Is it but, like Diablo? Well, no. So are you a fan of <laughs> this is a horrible comparison. Uh, I'm not going to go to the game that you love so much. But are you a fan of Left 4 Dead? Did you like yeah. that game? Yeah. Okay. So this game plays very much like Left 4 Dead, but it's in you know, fantasy. So like you've got like a Lord of the Rings, you've got an elf, a dwarf, you know, whatever you want. 
So it's first person left for dead in the Warhammer universe. It's not like Evolve. It like somebody else doesn't play the, you know, the fifth character. But okay. you, you can play as a team of four and you pretty much survive these different horde mode things and stuff like that. So it looks pretty cool. And it's Xbox One X enhanced. So I figured I'd download it, check it out. I just yeah. wanted to ask if you were a fan of Left for Dead, because um that was done by I am quick quick story. I got my Xbox 360, but like mm-hmm. when I first bought it, my friend's like, yo, let's get let's get Left for Dead too. Okay. We played the first one. I'm like, all right, I'll pick it up, use, and we'll see what it's like. And no, I actually bought it. Because okay. I usually buy them used, like the pigeon special. So I, I I bought it. I'm like a week later, I'm like, you pick it up. He's like, nah, I'm not getting it. <laughs> I'm like, thanks, dude. And the, and the you, interesting you comparison there was I think uh Left for Dead was published by Valve, but I think it was Turtle created Rock. by Turtle Rock, who did evolve. Yep. So yep. um yeah, it's interesting how things <laughs> changed and turned around. Mm-hmm. All right, we're gonna do a quick little break here. Uh I think we're gonna get give Jim the yes. chance to go get his Rewarji on yes. and uh we'll be back in a minute. When you just can't seem to get your pants back from your wife. Gimme Those Pants Company offers the man pants. Featuring a reinforced oversized bulge for the anticipated return of your balls, along with super slim fit or a super slim fit through the hips and thighs, the man pants ensures your woman will not be wearing these. Take control of your pants. Take control of the pants in your life with the man pants. Get your man pants at any local Gimme Those Pants Company retailer. All man pants are proudly U.S. made in Gun Barrel City, Texas. All right, and we're back. Uh, let's switch on over to, to some Nintendo news here. Wait, we, we got an update on Skaza. He's just about to land in Merca. Okay, Scotch Hound is... Uh, landing gears are down. He's on his way. My mom, my mom sensed it. She's like, Scotch Hound? On the podcast <laughs> or somewhere? I'm like, yeah, mommy just landed from Sweden. I knew it. <laughs> the hairs on her back stood up, huh? <laughs> and, on her, and on her chest. Uh, there you go. All right. Uh, bef- actually, before Nintendo talk, yeah, I need a refill. I got a refill. We got a refill. I'm. I got a refill too. I'm now drinking oh. my rum from Appleton, uh, sugar cane plantation, whatever you want to call it. It's a spiced rim, spiced rim, spiced mm. rum <laughs> from spicy, Jam- rim, spicy rim jams are good. Yeah, there you go. From Jamaica, it's copper color, and uh, it's got a lot of proof, a lot of percentage. Uh, all right, Pigeon, what are you drinking? The Golden, it's Drock 9000, but I want to call it Drake. Is that okay? The Golden Drake 9000, because Drake's new album is lit. There you go. It's from Kelk's favorite, Brewergy Van Steenberg NV. <laughs> it's a quad <laughs> from Belgium. Its uh, color is something darker-ish light and 10.7% alcohol. I can't really see. I'm in the dark, and I have my gaming glasses on, which actually helps a lot. So I would say to the listeners, too, by now, we're, here we are, 170 episodes in. If you have not tried a Brewerji Van Steenberg yet, I think now's the time to go try one, if you can track one down. Uh, what one would you recommend to everybody of all the Brewerjis? Oof. Like a good first beer that they can try out. A good first beer. Like, it all depends. They make a bunch of beers. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, let's. How about somebody going from like there, you know, that likes the blue moons and the the lighter stuff. That you know, you don't want to hit them hard with that oak aged barrel stuff. They're they make. I would say, I would say, just go with the golden drock. It's a like a Belgian dark strong ale. Mm-hmm. It's super super flavorful. It's easy to drink. It does have some bubbles in it since it is like a you know a strong ale. Mm-hmm. But if anything, I would say drink the golden drack that's aged in apple brandy barrels. Oh my gosh. Now that doesn't now that has like close to eleven percent alcohol, but it tastes like it's five percent. It's light, it's got sweet, it's got malt, it's got it's got everything. That okay. that's up there with my uh black and blue because it's not made anymore. So I'm <laughs> I'm about to bump that off. There you go. Do a little, a little switcheroo, bump it off. Yeah, so there you go. 
Or right. just drink anything from Brewery Jeep and Steamer. There you go. In a recent interview with Nintendo, Senior Vice President for Sales and Marketing, Doug Bowser. Did we, didn't <laughs> we make fun of Bowser one episode? <laughs> you do because you hate Nintendo. No, no, but we, we, isn't that like... No, no, I, no. You said, I hate Nintendo and all the Mario games and all the little extra Mario games they make. I was going to say, like, talk about hitting yeah, one out of the park. Funny. He's named after not, one of the characters. <laughs> no, I don't think they... I don't know if they did name him after him or not. No, no, no. That I'm saying be, he's named after one of the characters. I know, but I'm saying if it is named after him, that'd be pretty sweet. Yeah, that's... Uh, what are you known for? Uh, Bowser? <laughs> Duh. Yeah, points to the last name. No. Yeah. Um, Doug Bowser said the playtime split between docked and undocked play on the Switch is about even, about 50% in the dock, 50 out. The latter time chunk includes both tabletop play and fully handheld play. Are you surprised by that? I'm not because like, I listen to other podcasts, but this one, the Little Cats podcast, first and foremost, and our spinoff between the cushions. Okay. Um, <laughs> you're like, okay, what podcast? <laughs> what was the second one? No, God. Wait, what? The one you originated? Um, I Some people say they just strictly play it on television, and people say they strictly play it on handheld. I really don't hear people say, oh, I'm in between most of the time. Yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. You always hear, like, Kaskachi's never docked. I mean, I, it's docked to charge, but if I'm like, um, you're always planted on the pooper. So it's definitely, yeah, I'm always playing on the pooper, but I have played, uh, Zelda breath of the wild a lot on uh dock mode. Mm-hmm. Cause it's just so, pr- I mean, all their games are pretty. It's probably better to play it on a bigger screen, but it's just so convenient to take it anywhere you want to go. To, to me, it just screams like the ultimate handheld. Like if, if I'm still going to invest in on a switch, I'm like excited because I can take it around with me. Right. So, you know, like you said, it's a lot of people say it's one or the other. I haven't really heard from. It's like, yeah, I play it here and there. Yeah. I haven't oh. heard from people that own it say, oh, yeah, you know, I'll play it on the TV or take it with me on the go. Yeah. I have not played it with the uh, the little kickstand and on tabletop. I have uh, never done that top. yet. There you go. Never done that. While your brother's up, you should give that a try. Tabletop it. He's an Xbox kind of dude, which is Xbox. bro. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Digital Extremes has revealed that Warframe. Surprising. Surprising. The the game that we're like really into recently. uh, They've revealed that Warframe is coming to Nintendo Switch. All right, Calc. You have one game, Sea of Thieves or Warframe. Go. Hmm. You know what? It's too early right now to, to say. Why don't you say that? Go ahead. Go ahead. What? What? what, what? I was going to say it's too early be- just because I don't have enough time into Warframe yet to give it a solid. Mm-hmm. Well, they're already going to update some more stuff later on in multi platform news. All right. So, Panic Button, the studio responsible for porting games to Switch like Doom and Wolfenstein 2, the new Colossus. Amazing. Amazing. They partnered with Digital Extremes to bring the hit cooperative sci-fi action game over to the Switch. Crazy. And we were talking about this when we were gaming. It's like, what are they going to do to make that fit on there? Because that's a 45 gigabyte game. Yeah, that's a very big well, game. Plus, I wonder how, well, how big was Doom? I would think pretty big, too. And I, I would, I don't know. I mean, it'd be cool to see a side-by-side comparison of Doom on Switch versus you know, like Xbox One X or something, because I'm assuming that this company that's going to port it over. Well, Doom was 45 gigabytes. Yeah, I'm assuming that they're going to use everything except for the original art assets, and they're going to have to, like, scale down the resolution on them or something, which I think is perfectly fine. I mean, I think because, like, the Switch, when it's in handheld, what does it cap out at? It's like 720p, right? Or something like yes. that? Yes. Yeah, so that's fine. I mean, take the take the textures down, the resolution down, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, but when that. you dock it, were you just going to bump it up to 1080? Well, yeah, they, that's, I mean, that's to be said. I don't know. You know, like, I mean, they didn't, they didn't, for, they didn't do an update for 4K, which I, I'd be surprised if they don't do that by the end of this year. Yeah, it's still like, really good looking. It's still really good looking, even without. But I like it could go for that, like that crisp 4K HDR, like 
Mm. I don't know. Because like I said, some of the walls and stuff look bland, which is okay. Like you don't really stand and look at a wall. Yeah. You're, like the you're, enemies look detailed, but you, there's always like, you could always go for that crisp look. Yeah. And, and I, get, I, like, the vision I did notice it. that too. Like some of the maps look much prettier than others. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and I was, I was pretty, imp- pretty sick, especially was, with particle effects. Yeah. I was pretty impressed with like the, the one All right, map we that we did. Where do we buy stock? <laughs> More like digital extremes. I'm uh, buying some platinum tonight. There you go. <laughs> All right. Uh, how do you say this? Nico, Nico. I guess it's however. I would say it's Nico. Nico. Oh, my cousin. A third-party peripheral manufacturer is creating the Pixel Quest arcade kit. It's a miniature cardboard arcade cabinet for the Nintendo Switch. This is pretty cool looking too. The image here. It's like a little. Uh, I guess that you call them Mame cabinets or whatever. They're like the mm-hmm. build build your own arcade. It's like an arcade cabinet. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, this one. Didn't we, didn't we like? Not we didn't call this, but didn't you say like how soon before third parties? Like I think I don't know if you said Nike. Yeah, I think you might have said Nike Nico or Nico. I don't know, but I'm surprised Domino's isn't all in on this third party. Ah, oh, here we go. This, <laughs> this guy. The, the box would be too crazy. Yeah. <laughs> don't get peaches. I don't know that. Like your uh, your new uh, arcade cabinet comes with uh, pretzel twists. <laughs> What an asshole. All right. All right. Much like the Nintendo Labo, the cabinet comes in sheets of pre-cut cardboard that you can pop out and assemble yourself. My name's Kelk. I hate everything but Microsoft. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I'm serious. Like you called this a while ago, right? You said third parties. I mean, it was inevitable, but I think you said in like less than in less than like six months, they're gonna come out with something. They did not, and I was saying like and maybe it was this Nico. I was putting it on their plate to have somebody come out with third party that was other than cardboard. Remember I was uh, saying like okay, some yeah. kind of perforated harder plastic or something like that. Nah, um, it's not it can't be cost effective. Eh, I don't know. Everything made in China is cost. Why isn't Connects coming out with something? <laughs> <laughs> the Connects cabinet. There you there. go. We just did it. The kit we turns the Joy-Cons into classic arcade joysticks with the thumbstick extensions and the plastic housing that mechanically remaps the shoulder buttons so that they are accessible. It's really that's, cool. It's it's pretty that's slick pretty looking. Cool. Yeah. That's got to be really really like cheap feeling, I bet. That button cut, buttons for the shoulder. Yeah, yeah. A cutout in the side of the cabinet allows the switch to slide in and act as the cabinet screen. And additional cutouts allow for ventilation and access to the switch's charging port. Dude, you know what I was just thinking? You know how the switch has that like Street Fighter 30th anniversary or something? Mm-hmm. Like Street Fighter 2 30th anniversary? Yeah. This is perfect for it, right? I don't, I don't know, know if you play that game in, you know, the 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 sideways Joy-Con mode, but it just seems perfect for it. It's got have the. You, have you seen the, the pounding people put on those arcade sticks, though, at those fighting tournaments? Like, I just yeah, don't see Joy Cons holding up. <laughs> I never saw that. I just always saw cigarette burns. So don't smoke cigarettes around uh, this there, thing, Calc. There you go. Don't uh, smoke your doobies either. The kit also includes four <laughs> sheets of small square stickers of various colors, allowing you to customize the cabinet with your own pixel art. Where's the, the Pac Man or Miss Pac Man sticker, right? You know the difference between Pac-Man and Miss Pac-Man, right? The bow. <laughs> One has a bone. Come on, Wayne's World joke. Let's go. Come on. <laughs> the cabinet will be available November 27th for $19.99. That's not a bad price. That's pretty That cool. isn't a bad price. And you know what? I might actually consider getting this. Yeah. <laughs> like if they start coming out with like, like what if they had Paperboy? <laughs> I mean, that's pretty cool, right? Yeah, well, I mean, $20 Labo kits is a lot more reasonable than, I mean, what are their other ones? The other ones yeah, are like the, $70. Yeah, right? you also get like seven different kits. Mm. Okay. And you also get some games and stuff. This is just cardboard. Mm. And the little, I wonder if it comes with extra with that little, yeah, it comes with that little thumb joystick, right? How many kids are going to have their rooms cleaned and their mom's going to throw out part of their Labo? Uh, zero because moms and parents are in the know about Nintendo, not Xbox. They will be if they listen to the Loda Couch. They will. Multi-platform news. The highly anticipated sequel, Shenmue 3, which I think we hammered mm. pretty hard last week. The remasters, uh, one and two. Yeah, will require a 100 gigabyte <laughs> oh my God. amount of space to be installed on your PC. 
We did mention this uh, last week about how big the fall was, and yeah, I've... I just want to make sure, Calc, are you, since you're you know you're a PC guy with the original XCOM and uh, Windows ninety five, so are you going to buy it? <laughs> uh, it's still a no for me. Um, Regard- Calc's like, I have seven computers with all the Windows on there: <laughs> Windows ninety five, Windows Millennium, <laughs> <laughs> Millennium Emmy, Windows code name Larry Herb. I got them all. I had Windows 3.1 back in the day. I don't even know what that means, Calc. Hey, it went from DOS to okay. you know don't command know. prompt, black and white screen. Don't and I think know. Windows 3.1. Keep was going the, until I was born. Keep going. Was the first Windows. Uh, I'm trying to think what was after 3.1. When I think it went to a Windows 4. And I'm trying to think. I think Windows 95 is like my first real taste of. Is that your first computers. taste? Yeah. Okay. First, my first taste is your wife, though. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> Regard. <laughs> I, <laughs> um, I think I think 100 gigs not a, acceptable in any manner. I think like they need to work on. Well, they, they they were talking about like you know there's open worlds, there's various things and the dialogue and this and that. And it's like, dude. Just can it. Seems <laughs> like they're promising quite a bit for uh, for a Kickstarter game. It's still Kickstarter. Like I, I was curious. Um, I already have some some stuff we're going to talk about next week, but uh, about a Kickstarter. But I'm I'm curious to know, like with a Kickstarter, like you know how much your game's going to cost to make, right? Um, like, hey, hypothetically, let's, yeah. Let's, okay, let's. In the real world, let's budget this game for a million dollars. You set a budget, right? And, and it always goes over, of course, especially when you're a union. Yep. So, hey, let's million dollars. We're going to make this game. Okay, done. And you set your goal to a million, and it goes to like 2.3 million. Just whatever. Yep. Do you pocket the rest? It's like, hey, let's pocket the rest. Or oh, you mean like this? Is a, oh, so you're saying like if the Kickstarter generates more revenue than what the budget is? Yeah, is that like, hey, that's all extra cash, or it's like, res- like you're responsible to turn that extra revenue into something for them? I would, th- I would think you don't have to, but I think like if you set a goal of one million and you raise two million, I would think that they either turn off the donation button before that point, or. Mm-hmm. They say, hey, you shocked us and overwhelmed us. Yes, we're going to add this, this, and this. I mean, that's what Shovel Knight did. And like, there was another another Kickstarter that said, hey, well, if we reach this goal, we'll do this. If we reach this, we'll, we'll do a switch. Oh, I think it was like that, that Castlevania S game, Bloodstain mm-hmm. or something like that. Like, if we reach certain goals, we'll release it on Switch. But they have those goals, but ultimately, there's no. They don't have infinite goals, so essentially people could just keep donating the money. Like I'm curious to know when the cutoff is. That's like there's a game for PC called Star Citizen, which oh my gosh, it's like a hundred trillion dollars. It's made over like four hundred million in, yeah, I guess you know crowdfunding. Yeah, but on top of that, people still have to buy stuff from it. Oh yeah, I have, right? there's a guy I like work with who's like. Super excited! He's like, I can't wait till it comes out. I'm like, haven't they been I can't working wait to on do it? The Ten thousand uh, dollar limited edition. Yeah, I'm like, haven't they been working on it for like eight years? And yeah, but they also done that for Minecraft, right? Isn't that still in beta? Mm-hmm. Possibly. I don't know, but I'm just I'm just curious because you know Shenmue Three. I like I never really heard about these games, and it's only a select few people that are like super hyped for it. And I can't imagine like this is a hundred gigabytes. Like what else? Unless this game's like a hundred hours long, like Witcher three was 45 gigabytes and Skyrim was like 40 gigabytes. That's two of the biggest games that I know of that are yeah. smaller than this game. Exactly. And also when's Witcher three come to the switch by, <laughs> by uh, what's that company? Blue point, not blue point. Uh, uh, panic button. You know there it's coming, you. right? You know it's coming. Turtle Rock Studios, the developer that created the series and went on to make Evolve. Well, uh, I'm sorry. I, I, I edited it out. I'm sorry. They made Left for Dead. Yes. We, we talked about it earlier. So. I was just going to say it. All right. Turtle Rock Studios, developer that created Left for Dead, went on to make Evolve. Ugh. They're apparently working on a globally known game franchise. I can go for some Evolve right now. 
<laughs> Turtle Rock is hiring for a senior level designer to work on, quote, an unannounced AAA title. Turtle Rock has yet to officially reveal the AAA title in question, but the job posting is looking for someone who can create fun encounters and awesome level layouts. I'm going to go out here on a limb, <laughs> such a big limb. I'm going to say they're working on a new Left 4 Dead. Um, I think they tried with Evolve. They took some lessons learned for that from that, and I think but Evolve was nothing like that. Like I think, I think you're in the right direction. I mean, that'd be great because I think a bunch of like Earthfall just came out. There's a bunch of people trying to do a spin on Left 4 Dead. It's yeah, just, Vermin Tide too. Like a you know. Yeah, like it's just not the Left 4 Dead. You know, like they were doing zombies before zombies. Is um. I mean, the new Call of Duty Black Ops 4 with these new, those new mini, I guess you would call them mini campaigns. Vignettes or whatever they're yes. called. So may, is, is the Left 4 Dead formula the new Battle Royale? Like, is that the new trend we're going to see now? Like little cooperative campaign stuff? I th- Yeah, well, I mean, I think is, is gaming for, I'll say for 2019 or 2018, 2019, are we going to see a push away from battle royale stuff, and we're going to start to see some more of this four-player co-op, Left 4 Dead style stuff? I think so. Like I like, I think we said before, like it's it's all cyclical, right? There's multiplayer, and then they want the single campaigns, and then they want the co-op experiences, and now we're in this we're in this like single player and. Uh, I, I'm, like a, I'm Fortnite, whatever Fortnite, whatever you want to call Fortnite. What is it like uh, Battle Royale? Like mm-hmm. it's going to become so saturated. You know, Battle Royale is going to stand out, right? Yeah. That's going to be the end all be all. And I think it's going to become so saturated that I think we're going to go. Everyone's going to be like, hey, you know, I don't want to play with like 50 people. Let's go down to four people like Left 4 Dead. I think you're right. I think we're going to go that route. And, and, and that, story modes. I, I'm a big fan of this direction of taking. Yeah, well, cre- that's what Left 4 Dead was, right? Yeah, I'm a big fan of creating like this really solid core foundation of a game and then introducing maybe every two months. Uh, well, I guess Sea of Thieves is doing this, but every two months. Like Hitman or something like that, but that's like single players. So something yeah, like- and I don't want to say episodic, but like like Black Ops 4 is going to do, I'd totally be fine with a half a year or a year worth of six to eight little mini campaigns and story. Yeah, maybe modes. like every like three or four months, you get like six to eight you know, maybe one hour little campaign type things. I'd be cool with that. Yeah. Yeah. A trickle, a slow trickle. That'd be a nice, uh, yeah. Maybe you get like, maybe you get like 10 off the bat. You pay 60 bucks or 30 bucks. And then the season passes 30 bucks and you get the rest of the year. I mean, I'd be cool with that. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think we're going to go. I think eventually we're going to go away. I mean, Fortnite's still going to be there, but I think we're going to go away from battle Royale and do this and then after a while it's going to go back to single player and that's when microsoft's going to kick in with their quad a games i'm going to uh you know i'll make the prediction i think by this time next year fortnite will have taken a really big hit and the reason i say that is it's really big and popular right now and epic's doing a great job with rolling out new stuff constantly for it but I think it's going to have its work cut out, making it through the holiday season with all the new games that are coming out, especially with what we call holiday season number two. Next spring is starting to look pretty kick-ass. Yeah, so. but we got it's not just us. It's our kids. Like, there's no games that are... I mean, granted, it's a shooting game, but it's, like, cartoony. Yeah. It's yeah. like, what know. other game is cartoony and adds so much content weekly like new skins it's like the skins man it's those skins my mom's here and my mom dropped like 60 bucks already on skins for my daughter it's just ridiculous it's just <laughs> like save your money like she needs it she wants it yes yeah, she wants it it doesn't do anything you could buy her 10 games like jesus <laughs> Christ. buy her buy me a half a year of game pay. there you go <laughs> at tenocon 2018 this year's tenocon digital extremes the company yeah. that makes Warframes. Got to talk about Warframes from all the yeah, time. Yeah, more Warframe talk. It's it's really exploding. Uh, 
Their annual Warframe. It's been done exploded, Cal. What are you talking about? (laughs) I really think it's picking up steam now, though, surprisingly. Uh, Their annual Warframe convention, the developer had a huge surprise in store for fans. Uh, I would say the Switch was a big surprise, but here's another one. One that promises a radical change to Warframe. It's called Codename Railjack. It's an entirely <laughs> new game. Name. <laughs> it's an entirely new game mode where players explore and fight in space from the comfort of their own battle cruiser. Each member of a group will man a station on the ship, like piloting or manning turrets, while simultaneously fighting off enemy fighters, capital ships, and even direct invasions inside their ship. So this, this is like co- it could be cooperative, man. This sounds really kick-ass. Um, it's it's really really smart. Excuse me, it's really smart because you don't have to do like the entire outer space, like um, the world. Like you don't have to do you don't have to design the world. You're yeah. looking at it from a third person exp- perspective on a ball, like. 360 view up and down left and right like but you don't have to move forward or anything which is smart you still i still want you to check out i don't know if you played much of it you still gotta check out i'm not doing it no don't say it ever space don't nope (laughs) Um, that's like the only game you bought for a little cash account shut your mouth um (laughs) this sounds really cool though it's like the millennium falcon game you know where you're in the gun turret and stuff like that uh you won't just be on the defensive either at any time, players can depart their own ship and fly around space in their personal Arcwing flight suit to engage enemies more directly. More impressive, however, is the ability to infiltrate enemy capital ships and sabotage them from the inside to weaken them for a killing blow. This is really cool. This whole they're, taking, they're, they're, they're biting off No Man's Sky. Yeah, but I mean, it's cool <laughs> that they're taking chances like this, you know, like just continuously growing the game because i had heard that they took the chance on a pvp and they kind of scrapped it so the well, game, it's still it's still in the game is it in there still i yeah you look at it, it's one of the um is that the conclave or whatever they call it yes yeah it's a con it's one of those little kiosks that you go to okay okay because some people are saying the pvp didn't do too hot for it so i don't want to play it there's no need to yeah they're kind of refocusing you know and i guess this is where they're heading is railjack um, yeah, there's a screenshot of it. Looks really cool it, to me. It looks a lot like Everspace. Um, looks like a little No Man's Sky stuff like that. So it'll be interesting to see uh, where they go with it. Uh, Bethesda's boss Todd Howard said, "Even now, the amount of people who play Skyrim seven years later, millions of people every month are playing that game." He said, "That's why we keep releasing it. If you want us to stop releasing it." Stop buying it. Yeah. Uh, uh, say, where, realistically, let's give this a thought for a second. If there was going to be another release of Skyrim, where would it be released to? I think 3D, they've 3DS. I was going to say, <laughs> I was going to say the PS Vita. <laughs> Look, you're just doing your trolling right now, this dude. Uh, I had to, I had to say it. Yeah, um, you had to say. It. I think I it'll, it'll come to smart refrigerators before it comes. I think there's already computer. one. Um, there is something on smart refrigerators. There's also something on like. Uh, I know, I know, I'm gonna be absolutely wrong, but like a smart toilet or something. Mm. It's like you make commands. Maybe it's a different game that's with like Alexa or Google Home, but. I mean, duh, dude, this is this is why America is so great. You know, capitalism at its finest, even though, you know, we're going in the direction of something else. But <laughs> it's just like you make something, people love it, you sell it. Yeah. You make your money for it. Yeah, let the people decide. I mean, if yeah. throw it out there. Uh, speaking of smart uh, refrigerators, they should make Candy Crush on the touchscreen for the fridge. That'd yeah, be right. great. You want, you want your kids all over that thing? For I was gonna say it. instead of those like letter alphabets that the oh, kids. Oh, you don't. Use. Yeah, you don't have a two-year-old. Forget it, dude. No <laughs> way. I'm, I don't want my kid anywhere near any appliances right now. Peanut butter and jelly fingers smearing all over the front of that. Oh, man, it's like she's got like private parts, some dookie, and man, <laughs> she's exploring her body. Man, you would think she's like dissecting herself. It's crazy. <laughs> Disgusting. 
All right, let's wrap up the show. Give us uh, your thought on the Golden Drake Nine Thousand. Uh, the Golden Drake Nine Thousand. It's a yeah, it does. Brewers Van Steenberg. And, and how about how about that pyramid that you had earlier? It's a Hefeweizen. I mean, it's good. There's other Hefeweizens that are better. Like I, ca- I, I think Hefeweizens and Whit beers are like the same. Am I wrong? Uh, I mean, they're different, but I would classify yeah. them in the same category. Same category, and I think. There's there's other Hefeweizens and and other beers, Whit beers and stuff that I would prefer over this one. Mm-hmm. Like the the UFO uh, Hefeweizens, pretty good. Okay. So I I would I would say a nay, even though I would buy it again and drink it, but I'm not gonna go out of my way and get like a six pack. So have you? Uh, did you drink UFO on the show? I had I had the wit one time because I've seen it at my store a couple different types of the UFO, and I was thinking of trying. I, ju- one. I just got a UFO. Um, it's like a. Uh, I'm I'll have to tell you off air so I can go look in the fridge, but it's it's something different. It's like a wit beer, but it has others like raspberry in it or something. They need to come out with a special edition beer, UFO that has uh, Giorgio on the can. Oh my gosh, they need to. <laughs> like maybe they get like the fuzz just, from his yeah, from his just hair. hair. Like hair. it's like a character with hair, just going alien. The Giorgio UFO. <laughs> um as as for myself uh the appleton rums it's good i'm actually drinking it on the rocks it's really smooth Uh, do you have the fake ice cubes like the commercial or yeah real deal um (laughs) yeah it's it's just really smooth i i don't i remember when i was younger i could never drink hard alcohol just you know sip it on the rocks or something but this is going down really really smooth because you didn't have hair in your chest yet you just need the hair exactly brings once them, you get the hair yeah once you get the hair on the chest it's easy to drink brings the manhood up a level or two i think scotty has like seven like nipple hairs and that's about it <laughs> a little fuzz around the area nah, nah, he has hair <laughs> <laughs> he's got the fuzzy stovetop um the fuzzy pepperoni uh he uh no he i think he has a little bit of hair on his chest because he drinks scotch all the time right yes he does yeah, yeah. or at least he kisses his wife with the words breath he didn't learn the lesson from the last time. The only why, the only wow. reason why I say him and his wife were at the words, brother, is because every time, like she, like she came over your house, it, like she brought a bottle of the words, and she was the only one like drinking it. Like I, I, I don't drink it, and we were just drinking all craft beers and stuff. And I don't think your wife was drinking at the time either. But, hmm. but it's like I just synonymous the words, Scotchy's wife. That's it. Yeah, he, he's, yeah. A, he's a Scotch on the rocks. Ever just since like we got me. our ass beat, he, he still goes back to it. Just like me, I'm a brewergy. That's a pigeon. Yeah. All right, Calc folks. That's it for the episode. Um, next week, you'll hear Scott. Don't cut me off so soon, okay? Yeah, I'm going to wrap it up. Send us on our way. <laughs> we got some gaming to do. Uh, Scott, you'll be back next week. Um, he will be back to the regular hosting duties. We're going to see if he's got any. Hopefully, he'll have jet lag still. Yeah, see if he's got any fun stories for us about his trips to Iceland and Sweden. and Or crazy wood stories. Yeah, crazy wood stories. <laughs> Again, you can find us on Twitter at the Loaded Couch. Head on over to patreon.com forward slash the Loaded Couch. Check out the tiers. Uh, sign up for less than a cup of coffee a month. Uh, go to our website. Go to the website. Hit us up anywhere, Leave guys. Comments. Send the comments, yeah. the questions. We will answer them here on the show. And until next time, we'll talk to you later. I like Calc now.